The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid Freak Show, the unofficial American Horror Story Freak Show internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Monday, November 17th, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Here on Are You Afraid Freak Show, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the Hits FX series. We're also going to deliver directly to you the biggest news regarding American Horror Story Freak Show. Allow me to welcome you to Papi Chulo's cabinet of curiosities of freaks and geeks. First up, whether she's popping out of the gift box, dreaming of riding a big pony, or giving her best butterfly impression, you better not swipe her silver dollar flapjacks. It's Cat's Meow. Wait, what is silver dollar flapjack? She loves <laughs> breakfast! Oh yeah, yeah. I'm mad, like, because I look cute as a butterfly, didn't I? Yes, like you I did. Butterfly? Like, girl, I got it. Hey, y'all. Yes. And he may have small arms, but this articulated seal knows how to work his precious. It's Jonathan Perkins. Hello, everyone. How are you tonight? I'm, I'm here for the show. Thank you. We're glad that you're here for the show. <laughs> and unfortunately, Deadly and Prince Rico Suave are not with us tonight. They're out uh, catching fireflies in the night. So hopefully they, they catch a bunch and they come back next week and they share it with us. How childish. Yes. So uh, let's jump into the show and uh, we're going to head into head in under the big top and we're going to shine a spotlight on the MVP of the episode, the most valuable player. So who was the MVP, the character that most impressed you in this week's episode and why? We'll start off with Jonathan Perkins. Oh, I'm first. <laughs> why not? Because you always save the best for last. That's why I'm picking Cat's Meow after you. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, anywho, let's get to it. Um, My MVP was my petite. Um, This episode because uh, I did see the concern, like, you know, there they was there was concern throughout the episode with a few other characters, but when she went missing, I could see the concern in in the other freaks' eyes and how valuable she must be to them, or just you know how she she seems like one of those people that you just want to keep safe, you know, and you just want to like have her and hold her and. That's why I think she is uh, MVP. 
for this week. Alright. Cat's Meow, who's your MVP pick? It's like a toss-up between um, the illustrated Seal Man and Ma Petite. Because Ma Petite is adorable! She was yes. so cute in this episode. And I hope they show more of her and I hope nothing happens to her because she is adorable. But I liked Paul because they gave him some lines. Um, and I really appreciate that. Shout out to whoever gave Paul some lines. I do enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. But I liked his, like, I didn't know, you know, that he was you know who and, you know, you know what and with you know who. You know, getting Child. getting getting his, I don't know, his, his jaw. Getting his in. seal on. Getting his, I was, I was <laughs> on, like. <laughs> 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 but, like, I like those two. Those were, like, I guess it had to be a tie. It would be my uh, Ma Petit and Paul as my MVP. Paul, Paul is really handsome. I don't know. Like, oh, in girl, some that was shade. Like, in some lights, he's really, really good looking. And in other lights, I'm just like, okay, I see you over there. You look like what an English man would look like. But you, you go looking, I guess. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking at him this episode. I was like, "Oh, Paul is kind of handsome. What's going on?" I was getting kind of frisky uh, during the episode. I don't know how to segue away <laughs> you, from that. You guys are so bad. You just leave me with like a five-second silent gap. We don't know how to respond. But uh, I'll oh. give my MVP for the week, and it's actually it's it's difficult. It's a difficult choice. If I wanted to go with who I really think the MVP is, it would be Paul because I mean so much happens surrounding him, and we're we just we, st- we still don't even know if he's gonna remain alive after what happened. So Paul definitely deserves it, but out of my heart, I need to give it to my petite because I was very concerned for her, and uh, we'll explain whether uh, I'm still concerned or not uh, as we continue on through our recap. So is everybody ready to dive into the show? Yes. Okay. So uh, (laughs) we're going to kick off the recap uh, with Elsa. She directs the Carnies to move a large colored wheel from the prop storage into the big top. And uh, basically, you know, she has a stuffed dummy strapped to the wheel and Elsa gives it a spin, practicing throwing knives. Ethel asks if she's going to be adding the act to the show and she and Elsa explains that it's going to be for a television program. And Ethel worries that Elsa's leaving and of course, Bed and Dot are they're missing, that they won't have much of a show left. But Elsa promises that she intends to have her monsters, her monstrosities join her in Hollywood. The Carnies have prepared a birthday party for Elsa a little bit later on with with gifts. You know, the gifts include lingerie, makeup, perfumes, and there's a surprise. You know, one of the surprises is Ma Petite hiding inside of a box. Boo! And it's encased <laughs> in a pink crochet, and, and um, it, she's you know she's encased in pink crochet, and she promised to. Uh, what is it that she promises, Cat's Meow? I will keep you warm, Miss Elsa. Yes, exactly. She's like just that. as a water bottle. It was so cute. 
Yes. Elsa notices the, that the Carnies are gloomy, and they respond that they miss the twins. And so Elsa, of course, gets angry and furious. And she says that the girls betrayed them, and they ran off. And she demands that they all have fun, because that always works. Later on that night, Elsa and Paul are cuddling in her bed, and she thinks that uh, he is falling in love with her. They've been carrying on an affair for some time. He dresses while she sort of uh, talks that, you know, he could visit her in Hollywood, and he's flattered that he that she thinks so much of him and she asks for her for her cuddle and uh he carries in ma petite to her bed and she cuddles with uh, ma petite at the home of penny remember her she's the the uh, candy striper from the hospital that ended up having orgies with the carnies he has oh is that her name yes paul has oh, his second I thought that was her yeah paul has his second secret tryst of the night with her he is truly in love he wants her to love him for more than just sex and uh, her father enters while paul hides under the bed and he chastises penny for her recent behavior including her absence while she was with the freaks and claims he is trying to keep her safe uh, later on continuing on let's continue on uh, with elsa we have elsa serenading paul she's singing a song called september song to him which uh, i forget what it's from and um you know she's singing to paul he's looking for excuses to leave and she notices that he smells like perfume she demands to know who else he's sleeping with he rebuffs her saying that uh, you know they're all there to serve her demanding to know what she's done with the twins outraged she calls for all the carnies to be awakened she brands them ungrateful and wants to confront her accusers she asks them individually who rescued them from their miserable lives and gave them a home she tosses them the empty boxes from her parties calls them all effort meaningless and shabby after all she has done for them she's upset that they don't trust her she says that they can prove their trust by one carney volunteering for the wheel now before i pause here i do want to say that uh, earlier on that day we see paul entering a drugstore looking for a gift for penny because she had mentioned her favorite perfume and um, at the drugstore, he has an interesting encounter with Dandy, who enters and demands attention from the clerk. Paul, of course, recognizes Dandy, though Dandy sort of uh, pushes him away. And uh, basically, Paul observes that he's buying stuff uh, in, in sets of two women's items so that's where paul you know that's where it leads to this confrontation with elsa and the rest of the carnies so i'm going to pause right here and i want to focus a bit on elsa and paul and uh, elsa's birthday party get everyone's opinions on that so we'll start off with cat's meow i hate elsa she's a bitch <laughs> like it was interesting to watch her, but like it's at the same time, it's just like, damn, like you're demanding from a lot of people that you just take, 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 take from. Like, I don't like her whole like manipulative, like who saved you from that shitty mattress? Like, <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're like talking about how people are ungrateful, but you're throwing it in their face about how you saved them. Like it doesn't look like you saved them because now you're just you're just trying to use them, and and I just I don't get that. So like I hope nothing good help happens to Helsa. Yes, her name is Helsa, and I was like 
I wish old dude would have took her ass when he had the chance. Because, like, <sighs> I just, I don't see nothing good in her. She's a bitch. But um, her birthday party was, it was aight. It was aight. You know, it was a little bit gloomy looking, but it was aight. You know, like, we didn't have the twins there. Um, and then Dan being his whole, like, secretive ass, like, he's dumb. He is really, really, really dumb. Like, how are you just going, like, I was I was disappointed with the show. But this nigga see you buying, like, two things of everything, of the same thing. You don't think he's going to catch on? You don't think that he's going to see, like, you making, a, uh, you making a big fit out of nothing. Paul, good for him for being in love, too. But, like, I didn't see it being with the candy striper. <laughs> like, I didn't see that coming at all. I was like, okay. Like, he must be doing something right. What if he's hung like a horse and has seal arms? Boom. Like, maybe that's it. But, like, I like these scenes. I didn't like the ones with Elsa. Like I said, she's just a raging bitch. But all the other scenes, like, I loved. Like, I really, really enjoyed this episode. But I hate her. I hope she get, like, I hope... Like, she's performing in some shit. She's performing Life on Mars, and she didn't put her legs in the right way, and them fuckers... Oh, my. <laughs> they fucking, like, fall from underneath her. Like, something. Oh, my God. Poor Miss Elsa. Jonathan Perkins, what did you think of Elsa, Paul, and Elsa's birthday party? Did you want to join the party? I I did, especially when my petite popped out of that box. Her little cute ass. I just love her. Um, I was very... I liked the little party, but it shows that they really care for her. And they really appreciate uh, that she was able to save them just by the way they were, you know interacting with her on her birthday you know everyone had a gift for her mm -hmm. and and all that what was your um, favorite gift my petite <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> my petite was my favorite gift um oh my gosh um gosh oh i lost my train of thought there i go again um but yeah it shows that um that they really do care for her, especially when um, I I did enjoy the party. But it shows that they do have they really care for her and they do have uh, love for her. Um, I did not see that coming with her and Paul at all. I was very surprised by it, and I I actually I don't know I actually liked it. I you know. But I, I was it just mostly your, surprised. Your precious um, in a in a tizzy. Not really. It was just like, wow, she's very open minded. But like I, you know, I was saying well, before. Well, you see her flashbacks. Well, child, like we don't need to see. Like there's videotape. There's proof. <laughs> like, there is proof. You know, you know, I like that kind of shit. But you know, no, we don't. Oh, y'all don't? Well, I'm going to send you a message on Facebook. Uh, no, thank you. Oh, shade. That was shade. And, um, anywho, I, um, what was I going to say about them? I was just really surprised by their relationship. I didn't think they were messing at all. It, um, they didn't give no hints to it throughout the, this season, you know? And, 
I mean, in that orgy scene, did Elsa participate in that? No, she's too she classy for that. But he was with Candy. Penny. Penny. Why I thought her name was Candy? The Candy Striper. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> we could call her Candy or Penny, whichever. But, um, yeah, uh, um, I was just very much surprised by their relationship, but they seem to be um, I don't know. It seems like solace to me. Um, not love. Like they're seeking something uh, from each other that they want or they feel they need. You know? So that's mm-hmm. what I was getting getting from their relationship. Solace. You know? Um, and yeah. And, and, and what was the third thing that you asked me about? The party, their relationship. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, and that was it. Nothing else. Bam. I feel left out. Oh, it's okay. We'll include you in just a little bit. Okay. Now, I thought it was really interesting how they they really stepped up the Paul character in this episode, and it was great to see some of our secondary and tertiary characters get the spotlight on them and not to take away something that we like to put on with the MVP but it was great to see them sort of shine in this episode I was really surprised that Elsa was banging Paul mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming much like Jonathan Perkins and Cat's Meow and pow, pow. bam bam <laughs> and um, that birthday party was pr- was it started off really sweet and then it turned really sour and uh, i mean you can't demand people be happy you must be happy it's a party i'm like that's not how things work if people are going to be sad at a party they're going to be sad at a party if you tell them that you want them to be happy they're just going to continue to be sad at a party the gifts were amazing paul gave her lingerie uh, ethel probably gave her the best gift as far as like the most expensive one and it, it's you know it, it sort of uh, continues to that that sort of continues to um, sort of um, develop like their sort of history and like it really shows how like Ethel is like um, is um, Elsa sort of like ride or die like road dog like that type of thing and so it, that was kind of neat to see because they haven't really we haven't really seen them talk a lot these past couple episodes, but it, it mm-hmm. was still nice to see them sort of develop a little bit their history. And um, as far as the gifts, I mean, you know, we all know how I feel about my petite. I mean, she was just, what is it that she said again? Cats meow. I will keep you warm, Miss Elsa. Yes, that was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. So, uh, continuing on with what happened in the episode, we're actually going to do a bit of a rewind so that we can sort of catch up the storyline. So, let's start off at the Mott Manor. And uh, Gloria has Dora's replacement present and uh, Dandy. You know, she the, the replacement presents uh, Dandy with a surprise gift and it's prophylactics. And so she basically, she wishes to prevent whatever horrors may come uh, with the union of their own inbred heritage with the faulty genes of the twins. And Dandy's like, you know, I love them. 
you know, and he wants to marry them. And uh, he basically implores his mother to, like, let him go. I am a man, and there's a time when, you know, a man, you know, mother needs to step away and to allow a man to, you know, be with his own woman and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes and so we see the twins of course writing in their diaries bets you know is, is writing about the joy of dandy's affections you know he's feeding them all these gourmet foods that food looked the bomb minus the caviar mm -hmm. and um, dandy feeds bet caviar they watch a film in the mott's private theater dot is not so easily deluded about their captivity and dandy reads to them about the surgically separated brody twins and dot realizes that dandy can fund such a surgery for them if she plays long she may get to realize her dreams of stardom and of course of being with uh, jonathan perkins's own jimmy what I know, right? Back at you know, at the manor, the twins read about the death of one of the Brody twins, and Dot has reservations. Dandy interjects that uh, they shouldn't have secrets between them, and Dandy tells them that he is the true hero behind the death of uh, the serial killer clown. He insists that uh, Dot tell him a secret but she declined saying that you know you lied about jimmy's role and dandy flies into a rage over her refusal to play by his rules and mm. uh, while all this is happening we have uh, an interesting scene with stanley and maggie who meet in a field and maggie tells him that the twins are gone she basically is updating him on what's going on and he says that, that he needs a quick payday and he suggests cutting jimmy's hands off and basically he's got a barn that's uh you know close ish to the freak show and she's like lure him to the barn we'll chop his um chop his hands off we'll, we'll make some money maggie sort of balks a mm, bit at that yummy and he urges her but he urges her to seduce and kill him she counters that ma petite is more of a quick and easy bet you know she describes luring her and placing her directly into a formaldehyde jar even stanley is impressed by that so i'll pause here so i want to get everyone's feedback on what's going on at the mount house as well as stanley and maggie we'll start off with jonathan perkins um Esmeralda Maggie with her punk ass. Oh my. I I I wanted to I wanted to kill her. I really did. Um because of, of of suggesting my petite to be the next one killed because her ass was some dick. That's why she suggested her cold reading ass. I was not feeling that idea at all. I did not like it. I don't like these two together. I hate that they're plotting against the freaks and all that for their own personal gain. And I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Now, um, is a cold reading ass better or worse than a warm reading ass? It's worse. Oh, wow. It's a worse. Damn it. I, I cannot stand it. I wanted to go cut off all the lights and attempt my most powerful spells to c 
come after her, but I decided not to do that because I didn't have a lock of her hair. So, you know how that goes. But anywho, um, who else are we talking about? Are we talking about the Dandy? House. Dandy, Gloria, and the twins. Now, I'm, I'm just like, Elsa asked on sold these twins to them. Because um, I don't... Did they show... Did anybody see the beginning? I saw the beginning of the show, but I just want to make sure. They did not show a scene of what Gloria and Elsa discussed. Nope. From the last episode when she knocked on the door. And Correct. Okay. But she that's what she did. She sold their asses over there, and now she's claiming that they just ran away and all that other bullshit. I know that's what she did. Um, I'm actually happy that... Now, Dot is a mean one, right? Yes. She, I'm actually glad that she's kind of like distru- distrustful of, of folks. So I think this will help them in the long run, even though Bet is infatuated with D&D. You know, she seems like those one, one of those types of people that instantly, no matter, you don't even have to be in a relationship for real. You could say hi to her ass and you're automatically her boyfriend. She seemed like one of those types of people. And I'm glad her sister is there to try to kind of, you know, uh, help out with that. But on the other hand, Dot is using Dandy for his money to get this um, to get this surgery done to split them apart. Uh, question to the panelists and... Uh, do you think they would survive an operation like that? 50-50. Hell no. Maybe. You think they One would... of them would definitely be dead. Oh, yeah. Like, Bet would die. You think like, Bet would die? Bet would well, die. we don't know which one would die. I think it would be very random. I, I think it like would be funny Bet... if Dot would die and Bet would live. Oh, hell yeah. And then, like, Bet right? could go on and live her life with Dandy. Like, well, not, not with Dandy. Not with Dandy, because Dandy is is insane. He is crazy. Um, I I I want to say she could go with Paul. Oh, uh, Paul, who's Paul? Oh, the handsome guy. Oh, <laughs> that went way over my head. I was like, who the hell is Paul? Wait. Um. Um. But I think that it would be dot sour grapes. I think she would be the one to die and her sister would go on. The, but the way that their bodies are so connected, I don't think, I kind of think they both want to survive, but you know, I'm probably reaching once again. Um, I, I cover Stanley, Stanley and Maggie already. Yes. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting about her cold reading ass. There you go. Speaking of cold reading asses, cats meow. Were you at all worried about Ma Petite at that moment in time? Yes. Like, I covered my eyes. Like, I was really scared because she was being so help cute. Me, help me. And she was all like, I, I was know. Like, like, help me. But when she was doing, like, I'm a butterfly, she was well, doing. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Oh. Well, no, I was worried. Hell yeah, I was worried. Like, it's weird just because in this past episode, like, Ma Petite has grown on me. Like,. I I know who she was before she appeared on the TV show, but like I don't know, like I never got the whole like oh you're so cute because you're so little, 
But like for some reason, this episode, I was like, that bitch is cute as hell. I wish I had. I know. I wish she was popping out of stuff in my house. Like, I wish I had a Ma Petite around, like, just to, like, fill me with joy. But Danby and his crazy ass, like, it was kind of cool to see him, like, not on a murderous rampage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was nice to see that these two, like, these, these, I guess what someone would consider back in that time a freak of nature is making this, this man-child feel whole and the fact that he was like, I ain't going to violate these girls. Like, I love them. I think it's awesome that Bet is, like, she's living life, I guess. Like, and not just living life vicariously through whoever, but she's truly living life. She's She's got a first love. Like, that's cool. Bet is just a, I'm sorry, Dot is a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't know why she wants to separate so badly. Like, I don't get it. Like, I get it. But you have to look at that. Like, it'd be different if you guys had, like, four legs. Mm-hmm. Two arms. But, like, they're pretty much, like, right down the middle. They, like, I don't, like, they can't just cut off Bet's head and call it a day. Like, Bet controls part of the body. She controls, like, half of the body. And I don't think, like, especially, like, medical back then. Like, I don't even think, like, if there's a way to hook the nerves up so she can control both sides so like they would be like they would be kind of like worthless without each other so mm-hmm. I don't see why she's just like I need to hurry up and get this surgery so I can be Jimmy's boo thing you will never <laughs> be Jimmy's boo thing you will always share a vagina with your sister until the day you die girl <laughs> <laughs> It's not like you guys are attached by an ass cheek. Like, you guys share a body. Girl, so, that's a me over the edge. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, either, like, somebody is going to be living, like, you saw the existence you are living right now change. Bitch, like, if you even survive the surgery, you're literally going to be half a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather take a whole body with two heads than half a body and no use of my vagina. Oh, Bitch, you're going to be hopping everywhere. You're going to be walking. You're going to be hopping everywhere if you live. If you live. But I thought that was cute and I feel like she's just being a bitch. Like she's just just trying to be a spoil sport. Like you're not you're not like you're not being held hostage she's not like you have your own free will like you kind of do whatever you want you have somebody who wants to trot you around your mama ain't want to trot you around she didn't want to take you to movies when it was dark bitch and this and he want to trot you around up to the world like you better get your shit together you better better get you get it you better get you get get your shit together bitch like that man like he's he likes you like he you you make him feel something. But I'm mad he was talking about let's tell secrets and his secret was a lie. Mm-hmm. Sure it was. And his secret was a lie, like a goddamn rug on the ground, talking about now you tell me yours. Like you ain't gonna tell you ain't gonna tell them the part about how you was the other dude in the goddamn mask. You ain't gonna tell them that. Mm-hmm. That ain't no secret, it's a goddamn lie. But like, I don't know. Like, it is what it is. And as far as, like, like Jonathan Perkins said, that cold-ass reading bitch, like, <laughs> I don't like her. I hope that, like, I hope that him and that man, 
I mean, her and that man with that bad wig, um, <laughs> or that TK. Like, I hope they just like. I hope he fall into a ditch. Like Jim Morrison. <laughs> I hope he falls into a ditch and just that's it. That's all they do. That's how they Gosh. just. He's just like he's walking. He's walking in a ditch. I saw you and her. Oh my god! Walking in a ditch. <laughs> oh my gosh my petite must have some type of mess going on with all the fans they probably was looking like kill them now they're probably thinking the same way we're thinking like kill these two bitches get them out of here we don't want these bitches here yeah i was actually when she had that fantasy, because we've all seen the previews, and in the previews, they sort of show clips from the fantasy and what ends up happening later on in the episode, and I was like, oh my god, this is the episode that Mappati dies, and I was like, I, I don't want her to die. I was very nervous with that fantasy sequence, and uh, yeah, so I was I was so nervous, nervous for Mappati's life. As far as what's going on in the Mop Manor, I thought it was interesting how Dandy acted pretty much normal for the most part of this episode. It was kind of weird seeing him being kind of normal-ish. And heavy emphasis on ish. And then he went batshit crazy because, as Cat's Meow said, he was trying to play, you know, let's share secrets. And he starts off with a lie, then he gets called out for the lie, and then he gets pissed off that they're not playing his game correctly. I'm like, they, they are playing your game correctly. They want secrets. They don't want lies. Mm. Yeah. Sure don't. Sure don't. Exactly. I'd rather, I'd rather play the game for real with some facts. True tea. Facts. Okay? Okay. I don't think they had that game back in the 1950s. They didn't? I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure they had tea. They knew what the fuck tea was in the 50s. Yeah, something yeah, that you was, drank is with. Like the strong uh, man is gay. That was the tea. Oh, there you go. We're going to get into that probably next week. But let's jump into what, what did happen this week. So where we paused with uh, Elsa and the Carnies, basically, she said that to prove their trust in her, you know, someone has to volunteer to be on the wheel, and she's going to throw knives at that person. Before I say who volunteered, there's a conversation that uh, we haven't spoken about yet. Basically, earlier that day, Paul and Jimmy discussed the missing twins, and Paul sort of basically says that, you know, Dandy was making these purchases that were very suspicious. All girly items, all sets of two. So he's like, he must have the twins. And when Paul mentions Elsa, Jimmy rushes to her defense. Paul tells him that Elsa is not the guardian angel that uh, basically, you know, she appears to be. And, uh, you know, Jimmy's just lucky that he can pass in society. And that's why, you know, he's defending her and whatnot. So now we're at the moment of truth. Elsa's asking for a volunteer. Jimmy starts to volunteer. But Paul interjects and says it should be me. So he gets strapped in. And he tells Elsa not to miss. And Elsa's like, but I have to miss. That is the point. And so the wheel spins. Everyone's terrified. Knives land near his shoulder, his crotch, and bam! 
one finally lands deep into his bowels. And the carnies mm. hurry to get him medical attention. Elsa does not seem upset. She's like, oh, we've called the doctor. And so Penny tries to sneak away from the house, but is stopped by her father with a shotgun. She says that she is meeting the man that she loves, and he's going to have to shoot her to stop her. Penny arrives looking for Paul. Elsa has his smoking opium for the pain. He knows that she didn't even call the doctor. Elsa admits that she wouldn't shed a tear for him because of his betrayal. Penny bursts in, wanting to know how long since the ambulance was called, and Elsa says, They're in no rush. And then the big story, which is Maggie, she sneaks into Mopetit's room. Shout out to Mopetit's room. Freaking adorable. Right? Look like oh. a scene out of the goddamn Moulin Rouge. Yes. <laughs> and wakes Mopetit up, you know, carries her off, and they're walking in the moon. Mopetit talks about the love of the moonlight. She talks about. You know, you know, what are they doing? Are we playing? You are very beautiful. <laughs> yes. She's, she <laughs> talks about love. She loves playing games. And, and Maggie's like, let's play a game. She's like, we're going to go into that barn. And uh, what does she hope is inside the barn? A pony. Butterflies. No. Oh, she said a, but- a pony? I thought she said butterflies. No, she wants a pony. Child. And so then they get inside the barn, and so Maggie's like, we're going to play a game. And uh, what does Ma Petit say? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think she was like, I, she was like, I'm going to put you in this jar. And Ma Petit was like, like a butterfly? Don't get in that jar, though. I know, and then she starts doing the hand gestures. I love the hand gestures. We need to find a gif of the hand gestures, because those right? hand gestures were her, epic. Her nails were dead, too, so she was all like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't see what you're doing, but we're all imagining it in our heads, Cats Meow, because I'm sure you're doing the gestures. <laughs> I was. I was. But that was just beyond adorable. And then... Yes. You know, she's being all butterfly, she's inside the jar, and Maggie reluctantly prepares to pour in the formaldehyde, and that's where we stop. So morning has come, Ethel, she's icing the birthday cake for Elsa. That cake looked the bomb. No? Yes, it did. I I was expecting a different cake. Oh, it is the 1950s. And, um... And much to Jimmy's chagrin, you know, he's like, why are you making her a cake? And so he expresses doubt that Elsa is telling the truth about many things. And Eve, Amazon Eve, she's frantic that Mapetit is missing. And she's like, you know, she's not in her, um, she's not in her tent. And, uh, you know, it's breakfast and she loves her some breakfast. She doesn't know where she puts the food, but she loves, Mapetit loves breakfast. She would never miss it. And as they're about to, like, gather all the carnies together to see where Mapetit is, here's Mapetit, Maggie and Mapetit together. They're returning. They say that they woke up early to, you know, catch and chase fireflies. Maggie then tells Jimmy that they should soon run away together. He says that there's something he needs to do first and to have her bags packed. Maggie enters her tent to find a pissed-off Stanley. He's furious that uh, he has been cheated out of his prize in Ma Petite and that her immediate backup plan must be put into place, you know, to trade in Jimmy's hands. And he basically, he leaves her to think. He's like, you know, I could kill you right now, but your body's worth shit. You know, all these people's bodies are worth 
tons of money. So get your act together. And I'm taking this ticket. Uh, I guess it was a, a train ticket to go to the museum to like deliver my petite. He's like, I'm turning this in and I'm taking it out of your percentage of the money. So we're going to pause right here. I want to get everyone's opinion on poor Paul, Penny, Elsa, and of course, Maggie, Stanley, and Ma Petite. And I'll start off, since you guys have all been starting off first. I'm going to say, this is probably the point. I did not like Maggie Esmeralda, and I have not liked her throughout the season. I thought she was going to be another Madison Montgomery type, you know, a, a, a bitch, evil type of person. And this is where I started to like her. I'm actually liking Maggie Esmeralda now, and I have a feeling that even though she's probably going to have to... I, I don't know. Maybe this is her road to redemption. I don't know if at the end, if the, if the Carnies end up finding out that she was sort of involved in all of this, because I'm assuming Stanley's going to get caught at some point. I don't know if she's going to have to pay for any of this, but at least they're starting to redeem her. She's not as evil as Stanley. It's like Stanley is a cold-hearted bitch. And Maggie mm -hmm. at least has a warm heart. And she's growing compassion for these freaks. Where maybe she might not have had it if she wasn't necessarily embedded in them as a quote-unquote spy. So, I, you know, I don't... She could have easily have killed Ma Petite. And I know that we were all saying, or at least Jonathan Purvis was saying, you know, because she wants Jimmy's dick, that she, or at least his lobster claws, you know, that, <laughs> she, that she wasn't going to kill him. But she saved Ma Petite's life as well. So I have a feeling that she's going to, or the, the writers, or at least, are going to try to redeem Maggie a bit. And I liked her that, you know, ever since she didn't kill Ma Petite, because I was very worried for Ma Petite's life, because once she was about to pour that liquid in, I was like, oh shit, Ma Petite's gonna die. So I'm really glad that she's alive, she can eat her um, silver dollar pancakes, and that she's all good and dandy. Paul, I don't know if he's gonna live. Like, I, that's one thing I'm very worried about. Like, they developed the character really well, and um, they've really been highlighting him a lot through the past couple episodes. It would be a bit of a loss to lose him, but of course, it's American Horror Story. People are gonna have to die. So, I don't know if he's gonna be the one to die, but um, Elsa, you're a mean, mean lady. Because uh, you know you met you, well, not missed. You, you know you sent that knife into him on purpose. That was not an accident. And you mean she's that precise? Yeah, I think so. Oh, and, um, shit. And Ethel, the cake looked delicious. I would just be a little bit scared that maybe a little bit of beard was in the cake or something. Yeah, I didn't see a hairnet. Oh, yuck. I know. Catch me out. What did you think? About the cake? About the cake, about my petite <laughs> Maggie the Stanley. Like, the cake was all right. The cake was all right. <laughs> It was like, um, okay, Maggie. I don't like Maggie, so I'm going to skip over her because I didn't said everything I need to say about that. What about Petit being day. alive? Oh, with who? What about Petit being alive? Oh, I was happy. I was really, 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 really happy because I was about to, like, girl, about to shed a tear for Petit, like, and then I was about to go whoop some ass, too. Um, and then I'm telling you that fucking hurt partner in crime just irks my nerve like somebody just uh oh i just wish amazon eve would do something useful besides being tall and just like pick him up by the feet and just swing him around into another goddamn district or something just yes. just like 
shot like put his ass somewhere. Just uh, um, um. Let's see what else. Paul. Jimmy. Oh, okay. Paul. I felt really bad for him, but I I think he's gonna live because they really? kind of they kind of to me they kind of blew it with the trailer for next week. Um. Oh, he's in the one of the scenes. Well, no, because the girl barged into her dad's office and was like, I love Paul, and he loves me. And oh, yeah, like, and then that creepy man was there. I was like, okay, so maybe he lives, but, like, Elsa ain't shit. Like, God forbid, like, you can't even let, like, she's one of those people, she don't let people live. Like, and by live, I mean, she don't let them be great. Like, she just can't, she won't. Like... You're not you're not giving him what he wants. Like he doesn't want to be your side chick or your or your sideline man or your goddamn uh, chauffeur. chauffeur or limo driver or whatever the fuck you was giving him. Like he wants you to put him on front street, and you're not trying to do that. And he got somebody who's willing to put him on front street. So you need to get your shit together, Elsa. And I don't know. You better pray to God. Like I don't know. Maybe like I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand her. Like, you lucky. Does he know about your legs? Oh, I don't think so. I didn't didn't think so. I don't, like... I didn't think so. Just because, like, she... You have to, like... It's crazy, like... How she... Like, she is a freak herself. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, parading around like she's better than everyone else. Bitch, you ain't got no legs. I mean, you got legs, but you ain't got no legs. Like you, like you ain't got no legs the way the way Lieutenant Dan ain't got no legs. Girl, why you throwing shade at the woman's legs? I'm just saying that her <laughs> shit ain't titanium either. So, like new legs, you got new legs, Lieutenant Dan. Like no, she didn't get no, she ain't got no new legs. She got rubber rubber fucking stumps, but she treating everybody else like they beneath her. Like at least they recognize on what they are and they admit to what they are. This bitch is just, I don't know, like, she in denial. Like, she she is metaphorically in the closet about her being a freak. Mm. Like, and that's just, it's weird to me how she treats everyone else. Like, I don't know. And then when old girl was like, if I find out you had anything to do with those girls. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, okay, okay. Well, y'all know. Well, <laughs> you know who's seen it. Like, seen it. <laughs> But, like, other than that, like, I'm just so sick of Elsa. And I'm ready to just, like I said, somebody need to, like, trip her feet up and watch that bitch, like, fall on her legs. Leave the yes. stockings and everything behind. <laughs> that is so mean, OMG. But I'm okay with that. All right. Jonathan Perkins, your opinion on everything, especially the Every- cake. The cake, it looked good. It was nice and um, high. It was stacked high. Um, um, it looked like I could eat it. Do you think it was moist? Myself. It, it probably was, but not as moist and delicious as me. As me. Uh, what? Why are y'all silent again? OMG! Anywho. Um, the cake looked good. I wish I had a piece, but I, I 
could not have a piece. And it actually reminded me of this cake I had one time, a chocolate cake. And it was layered like that. And it had one layer of chocolate cake, one layer of, of cheesecake, another layer of cake, frosting, cake, more frosting. Oh, I got my life when I ate that cake. But anywho, I felt bad for Paul that he um, got stabbed in the gut by that throwing knife. I I don't know if this is going to be it for him or not, but um, I... Um, Oh, oh wow. I uh I just I, I felt I felt bad for him. Um and I felt I just Elsa making them to uh, telling them to do that to prove their loyalty to her or whatever. I she really really rubbed me the wrong way this wrong time way. around. And um so I if I asked not, you to prove your loyalty to me by doing the same thing, you would say no? I would say I would say no, Poppy, but I have big lips. I would say I have big lips. You know, big lips, wink wink. Uh, what? You're gross. You guys are terrible. Oh, oh, cats meow got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad you're just like I got big lips wink wink <laughs> I can't help myself I'm feeling a little frisky today I think it has something to do with the gym okay um, I'm just happy yeah. Deb is not here to to witness your, free, your friskiness because he would be a victim he would child, be embarrassed child look he could be embarrassed just as long as there ain't no shit, I don't want no shit with the husband. I don't want nobody coming after me. Talking about you stole my man. They gonna put me in a big ass jar and put some water in there and fill that shit up. I don't want no <laughs> now mess. Now that I would pay to see. <laughs> I don't want no mess. Um, but yeah, she. Um, I just thought it was very diva-ish of her, and like she's throwing these diva tantrums and. Um, I don't know if it's a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a control menopause. It, it could be, um, that makes I you mean, far from menopause. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Menopause is something that happens naturally and her ass wouldn't be moving around, jumping around, throwing shit and all that. If she had menopause. She would be sitting in front of the fan trying to cool her ass down, take a seat right now i feel like i just feel like elsa she suffers from like someone who feels like they were destined for like some type of greatness but they really Mm. never did anything to get to that greatness they just i've always known i was great but i never really did anything i was just waiting to be discovered and nobody discovered that bitch like they discovered her but not in the way that she wanted to be discovered because that bitch ended up legless that's yes. how she got discovered. Yes, but like, that's exactly. She's looking for love in all the wrong places, and then it's like she has people who love her, but it, it's not enough. And I feel like she, like she, can easily like be a rep- representation of like how a lot of people feel. They like you give them the world, essentially, maybe not the world they wanted, but they get they they get affection, and it's just not enough. And I feel like that's why I can't stand that hoe. 
Because you're like, oh. you're constantly, give me more, give me more. Like, these people are giving you everything that they have. They didn't have anything to begin with. And they're giving you something of nothing. Which I don't know how that works out. Because two times zero is zero, bitch. But yet, you're still getting some. So, good for you. But, like, anything times zero is zero. So, you should just be happy, like you're getting their like you know their affection or the fact that you have a birthday week like i joke about having a birthday week but it's not serious like i don't celebrate the whole entire week and nor do i make people celebrate the entire week so what makes you so fucking special when you can't even keep it real with the people that you call your family yeah but that's no that's that's very true that's Wait. why I think it's like a power thing with her. Probably a power thing to, to like keep them in check. And on top of that, if she was destined to be famous, do you think she's like a sociopath a little bit? Do you guys think that? Because I, I heard like that. Well, I heard that a lot of celebrities are sociopaths. I don't know if that's true, but I heard, I have heard that. You can ask or, Deadly um, next week. Deadly and and killing people and selling them off just to get her way like that i feel like she could be like a sociopath because she just she doesn't care like she doesn't care yeah. like she she cares but you can tell in the way that she like gets people to the circus it's very manipulative like you have nowhere else to go i'll take care of you but like and then she takes them underneath their wing it's kind of like what people would do to get uh foster kids to sell like drugs for them like yeah. they put on that they that they very much care that they love them that they have a good home i just need you to do something for me you can't live here for free but you know you scratch my back and i'll scratch yours and like that's how i feel like that's how i feel like it was like i don't know that whole like her pulling everyone out of bed so she can yell at them that reminds me of shit of out of my childhood and that shit really pissed me the fuck off like i've been woken up at like three o'clock in the morning to be yelled at about how much of an ungrateful bitch I am like that that's not okay especially if you were never like showing uh you weren't even showing you being ungrateful but she's just crazy like like, like I said I hope that bitch slip on a banana peel and her legs like just go into a ditch Well, before she went into a ditch, let's wrap up the two remaining storylines of the episode. So over at the Mott house, we see Gloria bringing Dandy some snacks, and uh, basically he's sad. He's been reading uh, the twins' diaries. The twins are out, I don't know, walking the the estate. And um, Dot wrote about her disgust and boredom with Dandy. And basically how she's using him for his money for surgery for the surgery you know all she's got to do is laugh at his stupid jokes he gives her ten dollars and ten dollars was a hell of a lot of money back in the day dandy cries while gloria is reading it aloud and gloria suggests that basically you know just you know flirt with bets you know give her extravagant gifts and then it's gonna inspire envy and dot and then everything will be okay and so he basically responds that the twins nourished his soul but that nothing is left inside him but a wasteland now he says that he will have he will know no mercy and accept his emptiness as a blessing not a curse 
Basically, his new purpose is to bring death. And Gloria follows him downstairs to the ringing doorbell. As, as he went downstairs, he puts, like, um, I don't know, was that scissors or something in, in, in his pocket? And at the door... I think it was, like, a, a knife. Like a knife type of thing? Yeah, yeah, for the murder. Yeah. And uh, at the door is Jimmy. And basically, you know, Dandy tells his mother to let him in. Well, at the beginning, he claims to be a friend of Dandy. And then Gloria ends up saying, Dandy doesn't have any friends. And, uh, <laughs> friends i was like damn bitch you roasted this dude and he's right behind you yeah. tonight Don't that. basically and so dandy tells his mother to let him in and basically jimmy you know and that jimmy's there to retrieve the twins so over at the freak show ethel waits for elsa with a slice of cake while the rest of the carnies are with paul elsa basically you know says that you know that they are a kind of family and um elsa reveals that she had a sister who died in infancy and that she only she elsa only reminded her parents of their loss elsa crafted her own family and says she loved them all but that ethel is the sister that she deserved ethel advises her that no one trusts elsa anymore after the series of calamities and ethel swears that if she discovers that elsa has lied about the twins that she will kill elsa herself then um you know she's like blow out the candle and make a wish and elsa's birthday wish <laughs> as she blows out the candle is i just want to be loved <sighs> so jonathan perkins typical. do you love her do i love elsa at this moment in time and place and this hour at this moment right now <laughs> you an answer oh um uh, y yes i do love elsa okay cats me out do you love elsa fuck no i love okay. her instead of loving her like she is loved she i was just like she is loved like she just doesn't see it because she's greedy like and i feel like that's like that's a sign that something's gonna happen because it's just like i just want to be loved bitch you gonna be loved and like who knows maybe like old dude will take your ass and put your ass in that goddamn museum as a legless wonder like shit something like you are loved stop being such an emo kid there are people out there who love you you just don't want like you don't want their love so take your lapjack tittied have an ass somewhere else like i'm officially fucking done with your ass damn but girl so, like i thought like i i have a feeling that ethel is going to be the one that kills her ethel's gonna murk that ass do you think that's gonna happen jonathan perkins i i mean the way she she threatened her and she said that a lot of the freaks, most of them have distrust for her now. She probably has distrust in her for her as well. So um, maybe, I mean, I don't know if, uh, is Ethel a murderer? Can she kill people? I, I mean, I don't know. Anyone can be a murderer. Killing people changes you. Believe me, I know that. And... Dun, dun, dun. Wait, did I just say something I shouldn't have? Oh. And on that note, 
Join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Freak Show. Download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chula Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR Are You Afraid? Also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, can you please wish the listeners a good night? Enjoy enjoy your night, people. Goodbye. Watch out for Jonathan Perkins. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Join us every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Freak Show. Good night, everyone.